Back in 2016, Marilyn and Richard Liston, some of you had known them, they have moved to Texas now, but they told me about some crazy guy over in Africa that they hooked up with about 20 years ago. And they said, come on over to Africa, and we're having the 20th anniversary of his church over there. And uh, so I said, well, sure, let's go. Can I take Christopher? And so Christopher and I went to Africa back in, uh, was it September? We were there, September of 16th. September of 16. It was their 20th anniversary, and they had just like a week-long meetings, and I got to preach a whole bunch of times. It was great. The worst thing about that trip, now here's the worst thing about that trip. He took us out, he took us out into the bush. And let me tell you, their roads aren't like our roads, okay? And, uh, and about every 15 minutes, I had to tell the driver, you got to stop, and you got to let me puke here, man. And and, and I'm not exaggerating. I'm not, exa- I'm not exaggerating. And, co- and now as soon as we got there and we arrived at wherever the preaching station was, I was fine. And I was able to preach for 30 minutes. But it was, uh, it, was, uh, it was tough riding over there. But I would go and do it again for the experience, for the experience of being way out in the bush and seeing things that this old boy had never seen before in his whole life. And somehow... My dad would have never dreamed that I could have been preaching in the middle of the nowhere in Africa. My dad never would have dreamed that. My dad never would have dreamed that. And I think somehow he's shining down. And, and somehow dad's ministry is being extended through me. I, pray, I thank him for that. There was a lot of really cool things that we did in, in uh, Africa. But if you remember, a few months before we went to Africa, Bishop was here on a Wednesday night, and we took an offering for him. And uh, motorcycles are really a big deal for their pastors over there. Uh, so they don't have to walk to cover ground. If they can get a motorcycle, they can just do a whole lot more ministries. So we raised $1,800 to buy a motorcycle. And that motorcycle was delivered and given to that pastor during the time when we were there. And can we show that video right now, please? <laughs> Now, this is his church, so y'all need to get with it this morning, okay? There's Richard Liston right there waving his hanky. Every time they take an offering, everybody marches to the front and they give it and they celebrate the opportunity to be able to give to God. But they're celebrating God's goodness and, and, uh, of this provision of this motorcycle that's coming up in the middle here. You may be able to see it coming up here. There it is.
I wanted to show you what your $1,800 did. And I showed it to you a couple of years ago when we first got that video. But when you give to the Lord, and $1,800 is not very much money, especially when we take an offering and everybody gives a little bit. But look what it does for those people. And look what it does for that pastor that was able to take that motorcycle and increase his ministry so much. When we finally, I don't have a video of it, but when we finally pulled the pastor up and the uh, bishop announced who it was going to, his people picked him up on it. You remember that? His people picked him up on his shoulders and, and carried him all the way around the place. It was, and I know that's way outside of our culture, but they're just rejoicing in the Lord's goodness is, is what they're doing. So I had a marvelous uh, time as did Christopher. And when, and when I knew Bishop was going to be over here, I wanted to be able to share him uh, with you. So I've asked him to come preach with us in his first service. And his son is going to preach in the second service as well. Uh, from the pastor now of a church that's been going 22 years, is that pretty close? 22 years, Maranatha Power Ministries. In uh, uh, the, the name of the town is pronounced Akura or Akura? Akra. Accra, Ghana. Ghana is a country in Africa, and I'm excited to be able to share Bishop Francis with you right now. Would you welcome him to Zenia Nazarene? We want to bring greetings from Ghana, West Africa, and this morning, as I thank my senior pastor, Pastor Mike, and the wife, Christopher and Levi, I also have Pastor Patrick with me here and also the wife, Gloria, here with me. At the foyer, we have some few materials, one newsletter and the brochure of the ministry, and we have three books, two of them, volume one and volume two, Understanding the Power of First Fruits and Titan, and the, the last one written by my son called Manifest. He is a musician, an author, and also a recording artist. I don't know why he's gifted than me, but uh, <laughs> he's gifted than me. And he has also a CD made uh, by him today. And so this morning I speak on the topic, the final instructions. And I hope and pray that you'll be blessed by this message. Shall we have a word of prayer, please? Our Father and our God, we want to thank and bless you for today. We ask in Jesus' name that your spirit will help me to speak, that your people will be blessed, be encouraged and be challenged and be empowered. This is what I asked in Jesus' name. Amen. This morning, as I I meditate on the message I'm about to preach. God gave me a scripture in Acts chapter 1, verse 6 to verse 8. When the disciples was walking with Jesus, then they asked a very strange question. And the question goes like this. Acts chapter 1, verse 6. When they were therefore come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, will thou at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel? I believe that there was a condition why this question must be asked by his disciples. And in their minds, it's like, Jesus, 
We are tired of this world. We are tired of the way the Romans have been treating us. And so, Lord, when will you restore the kingdom to Israel again? And today, across the world, there are many people who are asking, when is the Lord coming? Because some of us, we are tired of the way things are going. We are tired of the attacks. We are tired of the evil that is spreading across our generation and across the world. And so I believe the disciples were also tired in their days and they asked, Master, when will you restore the kingdom back to Israel? And I believe in their minds, Jesus saw something. Jesus saw that his disciples want to settle when the kingdom comes. Are you with me? They want to settle in the kingdom Jesus has come to establish. Then Jesus answered them very strangely. And I pray that the answer will bless you because you are already doing it. And this is the way Jesus answered verse 7 and verse 8. He said unto them, It is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father has put in his own power. It is not time for you and me to know when Jesus is coming, whether he's coming in 2018 or 2020. It's not for you to know this. Only the Father has the secret in his hands. But now, but now, but now, see what Jesus said. But he, but ye shall receive power, number one. After that, the Holy Ghost is come upon you. And ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem, in all Judea, and in Samaria, and unto the uttermost part of the earth. May the Lord bless the reading of his word. In Jesus' name. Amen. I believe the disciples were not expecting such an answer. That we have come to a place that we want to settle and enjoy the blessings of the kingdom. But Jesus said, rather, God will give you power. And when the power comes, you must be active in doing something. Wow. They want to settle. But Jesus don't want his followers to settle. Beloved, this is not a time to settle while Islam and other religions are taking over the creation God has created. When is the kingdom going to be established? And Jesus said, look, this is not a time for uh, establishing God's kingdom for you to settle, but this is the time for me to give you power. And that power will make you or must make you active in your Jerusalem. Wow. Wow. Your Jerusalem is your zenia. You must be active with the power God has given to you in your zenia that is Jerusalem. Every believer that has settled, I challenge you today, Jesus' power for you is to move on to be active for him until he comes. Wow. When I stepped in, I saw this through religion. And my heart jumped. True religion, one of being seen as religious is to do something for the coming king. 
If you want to settle, I encourage you. Jesus says you shall receive power. This morning, may you, be, may you receive power again to move on in your Jerusalem. Not many will go to the uttermost part of the earth. But he says in Jerusalem, you must be active. Number two, he said in Judea, Judea is your Ohio. Yeah. You must be active not only in Zinia, but you must be active in your own Ohio. That is what God's intention is. And they ask, Master, is it not the time for us to receive the kingdom, to enjoy the blessings of the kingdom? And Jesus says, look, disciples, this is not a time to relax. Because when you relax, Satan will take over and run over. Beloved, if you don't know, there are nations of this world that are, I mean, sponsoring religions and religious buildings across the world. Especially, let me speak about my uh, Ghana. In April, I traveled to some areas in Ghana in the north. Just last week, just last week, Tuesday, after I finished service, I have to jump in the car and travel to 15 villages in the northern side of Ghana. I travel that three days for 15 villages. And pastor, villages that I have been there in April, there was no mosque. Now, the same villages have mosque, 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 brand new mosque with water wells. Within the past six months I was there, there was nothing. And you can see the flag of Iraq, sorry, Iran, placed on the building and the water wells. And so we have been confronted by, the, by, by these religions, then they are sponsoring religions all over the world. And Jesus is saying to you, this is not a time to relax, but be active. If not, they will take over. And they must not be allowed to take over. And he says, you will be busy in your Samaria. Your Samaria is your America. Beloved, it is time that the church of the living God, that have been saved by the blood of the Lamb, to know what is happening in the world today. There is a lot of heavy religious activities to take over the world from Christianity. But God is depending upon the church of the living God, which we belong to. Beloved, we have the answers for the salvation of mankind in this world. They don't have, they have religions tied with death and destructions. But we have what it takes to redeem people from sin and destruction from hell to heaven. And Jesus says, it is not a time for my sons and daughters to settle, but rather to be active and be busy. And I call it, this is the final instructions. Are you with me? Beloved, as I encourage you today, Jesus look at his disciples like he's looking at your face right now in this church. That if you want to enjoy the blessings of the kingdom, rather, I am giving you power to be active. Is it not amazing that the believers are thinking to settle 
And Jesus is thinking they must move. And says, I give you the power. And you see, when you get to the scriptures very carefully, you will see that in the New Testament, Jesus promised the power of the Holy Spirit to establish God's work. But when you get to the Old Testament, God also gave power for his children to get wealth, to establish the same work. And so the children of God must walk in these two forces. I call the forces of the power of the Holy Spirit and the power of money. Deuteronomy, please can you put it on the screen for me? Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse number 18. Remember, Acts chapter 1, verse 8 says, I give you power to go out to be my disciples and to be my witnesses. Then in Deuteronomy chapter 8, the same power was given to the covenant people of God. I read. I read. Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 18. But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that gives thee power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant. So in the New Testament, he gave us power of the Holy Spirit to establish the covenant of salvation. Then in the Old Testament, he gave us the same power to make wealth to establish the covenant of salvation. Beloved, in these last days, we need the power of the Holy Spirit and we need the power of money so that together we can see God's work accomplished in this world. Wow. If you have been blessed with the power of the Holy Spirit, it's not for you to sit on it, but to be active. If you have been blessed with power of money, it's for you to take that word and say, where is God leading us to? That his covenant will be established there. For example, the pastor we gave the motto to has been established four more churches add to the churches he has. Your clapping is so weak. <laughs> oh, yes, I like this. I like this. I, I come from a church culture. I would say, your clapping is very sick. <laughs> Forgive me. Uh, I know I am Nazarene church, but uh, I say, oh, your clapping is in the surgical world. May your clapping glorify Jesus. Can I ask you to glorify Jesus with your clapping? The motorbike has enabled him to travel better, to evangelize better, to make sure the churches are overseeing better. So the motorbike is like four by four to him. In Africa. But to you, maybe I have motorbike for ride and you carry your wife behind. <laughs> then when you are riding a little bit, darling. <laughs> but to rest, the motorbike is like four by four, four wheeler truck yeah. in the bush of Africa. And out of that, Salvations of souls and of men and women have been saved. 
Four churches have been planted. And Jesus says, you shall receive power to do what? My work on earth. Thank God for pastors in America like Pastor Mark. Will you stand up and give God a clap of free for a pastor like that? Yes. 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 I tell you the reason why. Thank you for standing and clapping. There are many churches with many congregations bigger than this place. Yet they do nothing for the king of kings outside their four walls. I am a traveling pastor. I travel a lot. But watching his work on Facebook and watching him speak, beloved, we need to pray for pastors like him to lead the flock of God today in our generation. Men who would not, I saw him in Africa, the roads were too bad. Every 15, 20 minutes, he would vomit. Yet, yet, yet he will never quit. He will never stop. He will never say, put me in Accra. But he will still be going. Wow. And I will be behind the truck and I was watching. Then after everything, he will stand before the people and share the love of God. And I said, this is the kind of people we need behind the pulpit in America. Beloved. I want to encourage you, you have the power to make a difference. You have the power for Zinio to know that Jesus is alive. You have the power for Hyo to know Jesus is real. You have the power for the world to know the only savior of this world is Jesus of Nazareth. He's the only savior. Beloved, he's the only savior. There's no other savior beyond Jesus. And I can tell you, look, for the past five, seven years, every year, my church, we baptize between 400 to 700 new converts. Because I pastor a church of 100 churches. We have over 170 pastors. Now, I'm a typical church planter and a missionary. So, my family can tell you I don't normally stay in the city. No. My, my, my pulpit is in the bush. And so I travel almost every week or every two weeks I am on the road. And I'm happy doing the work I do because I see new souls, first generational Christians coming to Jesus every week. Every week. Oh, will you give Jesus a a better clap, please? Every week. And we have realized for the past five to seven years, any baptism we have made within the churches and within my church, 20, 25% are Muslims. Oh, yes. Oh, you better give God a clap of them. Typical, typical, first Believers in their families. And also we have realized that all the baptisms we do across the country, between 30 to 45, 
are voodoo worshippers that have been converted to Christ. We have been given the power from above. And let me say this. This power is not political power. This power is from above. To change the world unto Christ. To transform lives and to change lives. And now is our time. Now is our time. The days of John, Peter, Bartholomew, Paul, and Timothy are over. Now the baton has been handed over to us. Wow. Are you here with me? Beloved, we have the baton and heaven is looking up to us. Why you want to settle? Jesus says, I give you the power. Go out there. Use the power I've given to you. You'll be surprised. All of them are waiting for us. They want to hear us. They want to see God use us, bring some kind of mission activities in their areas. And then the love of God is made manifest. Anytime the love of God makes manifest, God will use it to touch a life. Anywhere in this world. And beloved, I want to encourage you. If you have the power of the Holy Spirit, use it to touch your zinnia. If you have been given power to make money, use it to touch your generation. Are you here with me? Beloved, as I close, I'm a marathon preacher. But remember, I'm in America. <laughs> Every Friday, we do all-night vigil in my church. And all-night vigil, I will take the microphone from 12.30 midnight to 4.30 a.m. Four hours, non-stop. <laughs> but when you are in America... You behave. Am I behaving well? Yes, <laughs> Trust me, if I'm in my church, I'll be jumping here. I'll be jumping here. I'll be jumping here. But I thank God for giving me this opportunity. Have you been blessed with power of life? Have you been blessed with power of energy? Have you been given the power to be educated? Have you been given power of the Holy Spirit? Jesus says, I give you this so that you go about. Let the world know you are my witness. From the restaurant to the buses to the schools. Let the world know we belong to Jesus. Who is Jesus? He's the savior of the world. And the Bible says, I give you power. I give you what? Power to make wealth. And the wealth must not be kept in some investment somewhere that when you die, your children who never labor for must uh, uh, enjoy the money. In Africa, they will fight for the money. Because our parents married many women, like my father. Married eight wives with 27 children. I'm number 14. Are you here? But Jesus says, make the work work for the kingdom of God. And as you make the work work for the kingdom, when we all die and we meet on the street of gold, somebody somewhere will say, because you gave for this mission, because you gave your tithe, because you gave your offering, today here I am in heaven, beloved, and I give you power to make work so that my covenant will be established. My covenant will be established. Beloved, as I close, I want to bring one scripture to your mind. 
Acts chapter 10. Pastor, am I doing well with time? Wonderful. Wonderful. Acts chapter 10, verse 38. There was a statement that was made. And that statement, beloved, everybody, please pick it home today. Acts 10, 38. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. Who went about doing good? Wow. If you are anointed, you will go about doing good. Beloved, the anointing will not make you just fall down and shake. <laughs> let, me, let me say this. Uh, sir, can I use you? Look at me. If I claim I have the power of God, and I make somebody, Pastor Patrick, come here. I want to teach something. If I lay your hand, I lay my hands on you, shake and fall down. Come, come. In the name of Jesus, receive the power. Fall down, lie down. Look at me. From here to here will be seven feet. That's right. That's right. That's Is that all the power of God can do? <laughs> The power of God must take you to New Papua New Guinea, yes, must take you to Africa, must take you to Europe, must take you to Florida, must take you to South Carolina. That's the power of God. Yes. The power of God will make you do good. Yes. Wow. Yes. Are you here with me? And so when I see the people around the pulpit and they claim they have the power and people only falling down and they go out nowhere. They do no good. Only preaching and sitting in big cars, big rings, big things and big that. And they think they have the power. Unfortunately, it does not agree with scripture. It says, I give you power and I give you the anointing and you have to go about doing good. Anytime you are going about doing good, know that you have anointing. It takes only anointed people to go about doing good. That's not the end. It says, he went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. If the devil have oppressed somebody in the name of hurricane, you are there. Hallelujah. You are there. If the devil have oppressed somebody, a pastor, sometimes pastors in the mission field get so depressed, you show up and say, pastor, we are praying for you. Wow. That's what the power of God does. As I conclude, anytime pastor says we are going this and we are doing that and you take your wallet, know you are fulfilling scripture. Deuteronomy 8, 18. I give you power to make wealth so that my covenant, my kingdom will be established. Anytime they say we are doing this in Zinia, we are doing this in Ohio, we are doing this in America, we are doing this uttermost part of the earth, and you says, here I am, I want to be part of those who are going to do good. Know that it's the anointing of God that is working on you. According to scripture, you shall receive power. You have the anointing. 
Jesus had the anointing. He went about doing good. Providing bread. Healing the sick. Raising the dead. And so when you see yourself doing the same thing, what is happening on your life is called the anointing of God. May the Lord bless you today. I don't know who is here who wants to say, Pastor, I am tired sitting down. From today, I want to see myself doing something for God. Can we stand up, please? Within your heart of heart, situations have let you settled. But Jesus says, you shall receive power to get busy. And from today, you want to make yourself available. As I hand over the microphone to pastor, maybe you want to come to the altar. I don't know how it's done here. You want to come to the altar and say, Lord, I don't want to settle. Use my life. Use my resources. Use my giftings to help somebody according to your word. With our heads bowed, I want our servers to come to the table right now, and we'll do as we always do, and we'll close our service, the communion. The altars will be open as they always are. And let's, with your heads bowed, and, and, and you're in a state of contemplation on your own life, may I tell you all that this goes so well with what we were preaching in James, right? Because James says if there's not works in your life, don't, don't try to work harder. You, you've just got to really get saved. You've got to have real faith. And real faith comes with the anointing, and you can't help but go out. You can't help but have that power and do good things. That's what the anointing is for. And it works different in everybody's life. It works different in everybody's life. And some people will go to Papua New Guinea, and some people will go to the grocery store right next to them. It's different in everybody's life but that power will work. Father, as we come to the table, I would pray that we would understand that this cup and this bread we're receiving is not just so we can go to heaven one day. It's power that we can live a resurrected life, that we can live a new life, that we can literally be new creations in Christ, and then we can be able to go to our Jerusalem and our Judea and our Samarias and you will bless some of us to go to the other ends of the world so help us now Father as we come to the table in Jesus name Amen